You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question comes from Lori. Hello, Dr. E. I have a question specifically about the verse Proverbs 13, 22, which reads, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. This verse is haunting to us as we are in the middle of restructuring our living will and our grown son is not wise with money and has no wherewithal or interest. Basically, we are leaving our legacy to the church. How do we grapple with this verse? Our son is not married and has no inclination toward getting married anytime soon with the way his lifestyle is. Help. (laughs) Number one, congratulations, commendations, good for you to update your will. And if you're listening to this, I don't care if you're 30 or 60, you need a will. Can I say that again? Need a will. Go find a Christian attorney in your area, call around, find a good estate attorney, and, well, we don't have a lot to give. It does not matter. You need to put this stuff in a legal document so that when one of you or both of you die, your kids know what to do. Otherwise, the state is going to eat you up and your children are going to go, they didn't make good decisions. I bet seven out of 10 people over 60 still don't have a will. That's crazy. Maybe higher. Well, and it takes some work. Now, let's go back to Lori. So we, you know, not to be too transparent, bordering on naked, we have some challenging people in our family. And we have godly planners that helped us. And what we did is we set aside So four kids, we set aside an equal amount for two of them. The two younger ones, however, we graduated it. And what we did was, with their help, we said, look, I don't want to, quote, cut them out. But if they were to get this kind of money at this, you know, next, they would would be gone in weeks, if not months, and they'd be back where they were. In our particular area, there's an organization called the Cumberland Trust. And what they do is they manage the money so that, in our case, our executor is Hannah because she's the oldest in the family. And we thought, I mean, between either of our older girls and their husbands, they could be 100% competent managing it. But we put it with the firstborn. And so when Cindy and I are gone, Everything falls to her to get the EIN and understand how to distribute the inheritance and so forth. And the planners, by the way, get a planner who's younger than you. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, if I died and my planner's older than me, that estate is handed off to somebody that doesn't know anything about me or my history. Mm. So our planner's about in his 30s. Right. And also, they're going to be more up-to-date on laws. Anyway, so we're gone. Hannah and her sister and both sons-in-law all of a sudden have this estate to manage. Well, the Cumberland Trust, in our case, comes along, and they get to manage the other two children and how to allocate funds to them. Because let's say, after I'm dead, these younger kids really get on track. I don't want them to you know, miss out on yeah. you know the inheritance, so to speak. But to give them the same kind of money we would give our older kids would be not only bad stewardship, it'd be harmful. And so look around for a planner that understands this. They're out there. And the last thing I would say about planning your estate, think beyond just the number and how much money you're going to earn and do I have enough to you know buy a coffin or whatever. 
you want to think full orbed, long-term disability, where I want to give my money to. One of the things most people unfortunately don't do, you need to give away more assets in your 60s and 70s than waiting till you're dead because you don't know what the market's going to do and you can make a very intelligent decision with where that money's going. And Cindy and I have done that. We've given a lot of money away to certain organizations and people that we, that we want them to have it now. Why wait till we're dead? Give it to them now when they can utilize it. And that also unburdens our children from figuring out what would mom and dad want? Because the more specific you are, the easier. And, And Cindy and I have buried all our parents And it is a complicated process, even if everything is codified. So kudos to you for getting your estate updated. And for those listening, please, 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 please act on it before the end of the year. Get it done. Talk to someone in your church. Ask around. Get two or three names. Interview these people. Don't just go to the first one and give them all your money. Ask them what, how much they take, what's your percentage, what's my return, et cetera. And if they don't talk about a bigger picture, I'd find one who does. Mm. Because there's a lot more going on than the interest you're going to make and what the estate has when you're gone. Okay. You just gave a excellent, specific, practical answer to their question. But back up for me, high level you know, she talks about that verse in Proverbs haunts her. A good man leaves yeah. an inheritance for his children's children. So back up for us and kind of help us understand why, you know, Proverbs are not commands. They're also not promises. And even just any, you know, this verse in particular, give us some surrounding stuff so this verse doesn't have to haunt it, her anymore. It's a wisdom principle. And I th- we always want to submit ourselves to the body, the corpus of God's wisdom. And what he's saying, it's a good, blessed thing to take care of your children, children, children. And so, and we've done that. We, we've set, you know, a way to do that. Now, again, just to summarize, it's bad stewardship to give money to people that are going to be fools with it. Well, and that's what I, yeah, that's yeah, where I was hoping you'd yeah. go, because we, we back on Proverbs, the fool, the fool, the fool, the fool. So so Solomon, or let's see, Proverbs 13. So yeah, Solomon wrote yeah. that. He's not going to say it's good for a man to leave inheritance for his foolish children, right? right? right. So again, and, and I'm teaching Proverbs right now in our church, and one of the things with wisdom literature is you have to be careful. These are not universally applicable principles that always have the set outcome. For example, raise up a child in the way he should go when he's, oh, he will not depart from it. That's a wisdom principle. I don't want to over-principalize these, but that's a witticism that Solomon's saying, if you have good guardrails, more than likely, these children are going to follow in the way vis-a-vis let them do whatever they want, not to be unkind to Montessori theology, but you know, let the child express him or herself and whatever they want. You know, I disagree. You need guardrails and you need to teach them truth and right from wrong and consequences. And as they get older, God willing, they will not depart, but we all know stories and probably very few families are exempt from not having one or two wayward children. Hmm. Um, there are some, but they're probably in denial. <laughs> wow, thanks for that. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have a question Another for Dr. Cheery e Michael and Easley comment, want a depressing yeah. answer, call us, text us, or email us. The info's in the show notes. Ask depressing E. That's what we should recall yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, In Context is produced by me sometimes. Just kidding. All the time. Hannah Seymour. It's Mix and when Master. When it's good. When That's it's right. Good, by right. Sonomorphic. And music is composed by Jason Germain.